Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode. I'm Matt. I'm Mandy. And, and I'm this- Alex. <laughs> I introduced myself. Oh, yeah. my God. I'm the worst. <laughs> that's I'm awesome. The worst. That's a first. That's okay. That's, uh, <laughs> no, I that's like it. That's our gift to you on this uh, merry episode. Uh, and this is another episode thank you guys so much for joining us again as we dip back into the movies that shaped our childhood and today mandy what are we talking about today we are kicking off our um holiday spectacular i guess that's where this should go yeah there we go (laughs) um today we are doing i think it's a huge christmas movie for people uh, we're doing Die Hard, or the original Die Hard, 1988. 1988's Die Hard, the Bruce Willis vehicle, the yes. Christmas classic. It's on all the lists. I'm telling you, if you go Google it and you ask if it's a Christmas movie, it's going to tell you it is. So we bent, we bent to the will of the people, and we are now including it in our Christmas uh, whatever festivities. So uh, we do want to recommend everyone, if you have somehow made it through life without watching this movie, please make this the reason that you go watch it. So go find it. It's currently, uh, I want to say it's on HBO right now, I think right. is where I found it. Yep. Uh, so yeah, go grab it there and then watch it. And then you can come back and join us for the conversation. We'll give you a little bit of time to go do that. And you're back. All right. It was the greatest <laughs> of all time. Thank you so much. Now we're all up to speed. And of course, Mandy and I, we don't like to talk about these things by ourselves. We like to bring on someone else to give us uh, someone to bounce things off of or take sides because generally we disagree about most of this stuff. So today <laughs> we are very excited to have Grand Rapids area comedian, Mr. Alex Plotkowski is with us, everybody. I'm here, everybody. Yay. Yay. <laughs> That's right. Yay. Welcome. Welcome, Alex. How are you? I'm, I'm doing all right. Surviving, you know, this is yeah. holiday season and I work retail. So, you oh, know. My goodness, oh, man. shit. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Stay yeah, safe, so. my friend. I'm I'm trying. You know, it's just sanitize those hands every three to five minutes until the skin comes off. You For know? sure. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. It can't uh, it can't get you if it's still attached to your old skin when it falls exactly. off. <laughs> Perfect. So that's that's exciting. Um, so uh, what we always ask everybody is when we uh, have you on, uh, how long had it been since you watched this movie before we made you watch it for the podcast? About a year. I watch it pretty much towards the beginning of December Okay. every year. It's just, it is a Christmas movie. I'm glad people are finally on board with that. Sure. It, uh, it, it's, it's just a fun movie. It's just so fun every time I watch it. Mm-hmm. And then the subsequent sequels that are, they are what they are. Yeah, they're varying degrees of, of worth watching, you know? Exactly, I'd, yeah. I'll take a few of them at least. But uh, Yeah. Uh, and then Mandy, how long had it been since you watched this before the podcast here uh we watch it every christmas okay so yeah and a year and i i actually personally love like die hard 2 was a big one for me growing up yeah and then like the all the other die hards so, like are big for me if i remember correctly die hard 2 is the one that has like the weird puzzles that they have to solve with like no that's die hard 3 is it 3 with okay Sam, yeah. yeah all right that's um, the one i was thinking of so. die hard yeah, no, 2 that was john a, amos okay yeah john it's amos a, being all scary yeah, and he's got, and they show his butt. Yeah. Like when I was little, I'd always pause it on the butt scene. So. Well, clearly the one that's in my head is the third one. Then. The, yeah, that one. That's a really good one with Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, I remember them having to like measure out buckets of water, water from a fountain yeah. or some nonsense, and I was like, oh, I get it. Look at that. But 
All right, so uh, for me, for this movie, it's been yeah. quite a while. I, this is not a regular watch for me. It's not that I hate this movie. It's just, it's an action film. And if everyone listening knows who I am, it's not my sort of cup of tea. I'm not, a, I'm not against action films necessarily, especially ones like this. But I am, I'm, not, uh, I'm not all for them. You know, at least this one has, I guess this was like right at the cusp of that whole like explosions every 30 seconds sort of Michael Bay Ask yeah. sort of action film you know uh this was a little more subdued had some story to it and in fact if i might say uh there were some parts that lagged quite a bit and i wish they had just kind of moved on and, and gotten to the next part of the story this movie did not need to be over two hours long in my opinion no, no i 100 agree with you there was just it i love this movie uh-huh. but watching it for this where you like actually have to sit and like like i'm listening and like trying to figure stuff out i'm like Jesus Christ, this movie's long. Not to mention, I have to watch it after my daughter goes to sleep. Sure. And it's like one o'clock in the morning when I'm finished. And I'm like, my God, I don't even know if I'm going to remember half of this. <laughs> that movie could have went an hour 45. Sure. And you don't lose anything from it. Yep. There's- yeah. We There's a lot of, uh, they try to give us a lot of backstory, but honestly, I don't think we needed it. I don't think we needed to know the kind of guy that uh, Bruce Willis is the whole plane ride nonsense. The only thing the plane ride and getting to uh, Nakatomi Plaza or whatever uh, is just that he had to be barefoot in the movie. Yeah, that's right? the, like, yeah, that's the yeah. only thing. And it sets up the Christmas time with, you know, Run DMC's Christmas and Hollywood. For sure. For that's sure. about it. <laughs> oh, speaking of Christmas time, I did want to kick this off with a specific clip here. Now I have a machine gun. <laughs> um yes and just so you know this it for sure has been considered a uh uh christmas movie and and i'm sorry in the beginning when i have tons of which i have a ton of fun facts i won't read them all otherwise you guys will will be like fuck get this bitch out of here um like it, it has been said specifically by like the the producers of the movie and the people. I, I have it, but I can't find it right now. I'm gonna find it later and be like, "Man, I fucked that up." Uh-huh. Um, that it for sure is is a Christmas movie. I mean, if you think about it, the very last song is a Christmas song as they're like like leaving. Oh, sure. Like that you was, said, they was... played Christmas in uh, Christmas in Hollis at the beginning yeah. of the movie. Yeah. It's a Christmas party on Christmas Eve. Like, yes, it, it all adds up. Right. Yeah, and so that was their intention, anyways. Sure, even though yeah. it was released in July. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, gotta give them time to uh, catch up with it. But uh, so uh, let's see. Overall, how how many? So you say you watch this movie yearly, Alex? At least, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, if you had to fathom a guess, if you had to just how long or how many times do you think you've seen this movie? Oh. It, probably at least 45 times okay mm-hmm. okay it would I, this I, rank among the top for you of movies you've seen multiple times you know what it used to okay um for like a long like probably when i was in my late teens early 20s if people asked me what some of my favorite movies were die hard was always up towards the top okay but i've seen more since and i still really enjoy it and i really love it but it's not mm-hmm. like before where i'd be like Oh, it's a Saturday. I'm not doing anything. Let's put on Die Hard. Now it's like, all right, 
it's December. Now I can put on Die Hard. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's more by appointment than just like capturing the magic again for the first time. Yeah, exactly. I, I feel oh, like hey, I, look, there's my fun fact that would have sounded really good if I would have just read it off my thing. <laughs> <laughs> Um, sorry, uh, Matt, what were you going to say? Nothing. I, I really didn't have much to go on. I just, <laughs> uh, so let's, uh, oh, I wanted to ask also, we've, we've been trying to sort of ask people just to get an idea of who we're talking to more. I want to try to dip into like the actual guest and figure out who they are before we start playing the games and stuff. Uh, so your movie watching experience in the theater, uh, do you prefer watching a movie at home or in the theater? First. I'm a I'm a theater guy. I okay. I miss it so much. <laughs> yeah, sure. And then you know, uh, just wiping your ass with Benjamin. <laughs> because, right. Just saving so, so much money. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I am saving money, but it's just like I do miss it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, what movie did you see in the theater the most times? Do you think? Okay, so this is gonna sound wild, but <laughs> I saw No Country for Old Men five times in the theater okay original run nice because i saw it by myself Mm -hmm. and then i told my older brother you have to see this movie it'll blow you away sure well i don't want to see it by myself i'm like i did so i took him and then i took another friend of mine and then he told his friends he's like oh we're going to see it again i'm like i'll go sure yeah right and then i had like a free movie pass so i was like well I've already paid for it four times. Yeah, that is not bad at all. Yeah, I was going to say, I will tell you, that is nowhere near the worst or the most that we have heard that response to. Mm -hmm. So you're doing all right. Um, Yeah, I I saw Titanic 17 times in the theater. Jesus, Mary and Joseph. Actually, it's so funny because a memory for yesterday um, came out um, 11 years ago when New Moon from the Twilight series came out. I had t- I was like I just went and saw New Moon and I'm so excited because I already have tickets to see it again tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I thought of that when I saw you. Uh, I saw you post that too. Yeah, uh, of, of all the movies to see back to back one day after another, the Twilight yeah. Saga is not, oh, not not on that list. <laughs> the first Twilight movie I saw so many times in the theater that I actually ended up driving like three three cities over just to see it again in like one of their crappy 99 cent movie places. Like the late was, run movie. Yeah. Movies. Cause they were the only ones still showing it. So yep. yeah. Yep. Very nice. Very Been nice. There. <laughs> um, so I, I was just going to say like to get kind of like delve into some of the sure. fun facts. Um, Bruce Willis, like was, he got paid $5 million to be in this movie. And that was like unheard of back then, which doesn't seem like a lot, but in 1988, that, that was a lot of that money. That was like Dustin Hoffman money back then. <laughs> <laughs> and really, he wasn't really anyone. Um, he, was he was on moon. Yeah, he was on Moonlighting. But that, but they also, this, these are all the people that, that turned down this role. So the fact that he got $5 million to do it is pretty crazy. Richard Gere, Sylvester Stallone, Harrison Ford, Mel Gibson, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Clint Eastwood, who actually owned the rights to the book uh, that this movie is based on. Robert De Niro, Charles Bronson, Don Johnson, uh, Richard Dean Anderson, and Michael Madison. They were all considered and they all declined. Like, they were like, nope. I know. And Sam Neill, who is um, uh, uh, Grant, Dr. Grant from yeah. Jurassic Park, mm. he turned down the role of Hans Gruber, which I think he would have done a good job, but he... <laughs> It would have it would have been a completely different movie. I'm picturing MacGyver and Alan Grant face to face. 
And like now I'm like, what, where's that movie? Why can't I have that? <laughs> I want that movie now. Well, MacGyver, like, he would have like he he would have like just had some like obscure, you know, he would have taken like a golf pencil and like a piece of twine and like <laughs> would have just Yeah, there's a lot of yeah, a lot of exposed wire in that building. He could have built damn near anything, really. That that movie would have been over about <laughs> actually we've probably gotten the preferred runtime actually. Yeah, for sure. It'll, yeah, it's shaved down about an hour and we'd be good to go. Uh <laughs> let's uh let's listen in on some Hans Gruber action oh, here. Love Alan uh, Rickman. This is about twenty seven minutes into the film here when we finally get some Hans Gruber. Due to the Nakatomi Corporation's legacy of greed Mr. Potter. Yeah. I know. Real use of power. Words just drool off his tongue like yeah. honey. It's, it's beautiful. No. I, okay, while you're listening, picture Scar walking around. Hey, that's why they had Joseph Jeremy Irons play his brother in the sequel. Yeah. Makes yeah. sense. For sure. For sure. Uh, so let's talk about... Uh, I don't know if we want to hit this this early, but what what the hell? We might as well. Uh, standout performances. Any? Uh, we're not talking like A-level performances, not like Bruce Willis or Hans Gruber, but like one of the backlog of many character actors in this movie. Who's a standout uh, for you? Reginald Bell Johnson, for sure. Yes, for sure. I love him. He's just like Sergeant Al Powell. Great. Um, and then also Argyle, whoever played Argyle, you know, Argyle is such a great I don't even know if he's like second. He's like below secondary sure. character. Yeah. But he's just, he's a good character to have in the movie. Oh, those yeah, he's very light. Like he just kind of like brings, because this is a, it could have been a really dark movie. Yeah. If it just adds kind a, of like fun things in. Yeah. yeah like some yeah. silly throwaways in between here and there. It's a guy named, uh, looks like Devereaux White is his, yeah. uh, is his name. Um, also for me, my standout character, which is crazy because he, this guy is such a humongous douche, but the fact oh, that I know I who it is, that guy, the fact that I thought this guy was such a, like he did such a good job being a douchebag. I thought that the guy that played Ellis, um, oh, the yeah. Hart Bachner was his name, you know, and he's just like, I do million dollar deals for breakfast. Like, I just felt like he, even though he was a douche, like a he, did, he played. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh, also too, like this was <laughs> they, they bring when he's in the meeting and they bring him a can of Coke and pour it for him. He actually like they were it was supposed to be insinuated that he was like, "Hey, do you guys have any Coke?" Oh, nice. <laughs> and lost the translation. They're like, "Yeah." Cola. <laughs> so, uh, well, let's get a clip from Ellis. If we're talking about him, we might as well listen to a clip. Ready? Yeah. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Hans, <laughs> Bubby, yeah, I got, and you're that, right, knight. I got that, that one was, too. That was um, completely ad libbed by him, by the way. Hans, Bubby, I'm your white knight. I just want to hit him in the face with a shovel. He's just such a terrible person. Oh, but the fact that, <laughs> that because you want to. Oh yeah, that, he makes you hate makes, him so yeah. much. Yeah. And but you have to give him props for the fact that he did not give up. Um, Holly. He did yeah. not say that Holly was John's wife. So kudos to him because you somebody so like slimy. You just imagine that they would like put their own mother under the bus. You know, for sure, for sure. Yeah. I mean, he was just trying to fuck. That's all. Yeah, and yeah, that that was his thing. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, for me, um, like sub character area. Uh, I mean, the uh, the bad guy from uh, the Money Pit. We yeah. we get we get a return of Alex 
Gudunov. Gudunov. Yeah. yeah. As Carl in this movie, he was great. Uh, very limited lines, but he was just such an asshole in both of these movies that we've had yeah. recently here. That and that hair makes that it hair. Easy to hate. For sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, we get another appearance of uh, William Atherton in the movie. Uh, who's also a prick in this movie yes, like he was in sure. real genius <laughs> yes and in ghostbusters yes he's just, like 100 percent. he's he'll always be dickless to me that's just like <laughs> every movie he's in i'm like dickless i don't understand why deputy police chief first of all has to refer to himself every single time as deputy police. it's like the dwight schrute uh assistant to the regional manager thing he had going on yes uh, but paul gleason is in the film and he yes. plays a very humongous asshole in this movie like just so such a bumbling way of taking on what what should have the whole police force in this movie are awful the way they took on what would have been an international event you know well that's Uh, kind of a diehard theme too though like uh, like when the airport cop in the second one you know is a douche the guy that was from su like the special victims or whatever for Mm -hmm. law and order um, but uh, Paul Gleason has, I think, one of the funniest lines, and it's it's like almost um, buried when the chopper explodes, and he's like, well, "I guess we're gonna need some more FBI guys." <laughs> like, <laughs> I, like, like you are such like a asshole. Speaking well, of the FBI guys, Agent Johnson and Agent Johnson, yes, no, they're fun. No relation. No relation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then uh, we, we had uh, uh, the. Yeah, one of the Johnsons. I don't know which one. Uh, oh, apparently it's named in here as Big Johnson. Special yeah. Agent Big Johnson is, uh, you know, from uh, from Goonies, which is nice. We've had him on. Uh, we've had that movie on, so we've talked about this guy before, but he was great in that as well. I was like, we've had him on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah, he stopped. Yeah, he was minute. one of the. Uh, I always want to call him Str- I almost said Strombolis. <laughs> 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 yeah, he was one of the Fertellis. <laughs> <laughs> it's that pockmark skin like you just can't get like you, as soon as you see him you're like oh i know who that is right it's him and kanicki from greece and that's yeah. the two. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's about it yeah um so the guy that wrote the original book um and robert uh sorry roderick thorpe who also wrote the all the diehard movies his hans gruber's character was based off of his dad who was like a total tyrant and like wow. so mean to like all their friends and family so i was like that's a legacy to have like i kind of hope that his father had passed away by the time this came out just because if not that's like how do you sit at thanksgiving dinner and be like, <laughs> like sorry dad well this is dad is his dad like please pass the potatoes oh you know like i don't think he says please i think he's just pass the potatoes <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yippee, hi, a yeah, um, yeah. Which speak by the way, I just wondered um, a bunch. Of, I didn't. I had no idea this was based off of a book, and I feel like if I had known that, I would have been less likely to watch this movie. Well, <laughs> the the character in the book, I know. Originally, it was offered to Sinatra because Sinatra yes. did the series of books that was based on before, so they had to offer it to Sinatra first, who was like seventy at the time. Sure, right. Now picture Frank Sinatra in like a ventilation shaft. Just I I can't, but I kind of want. Come to the coast. We get together, have a few laughs. I can see it. <laughs> Old blue eyes up there. I love. I love. The, a lot of this was ad libs too. Just so you know, like so. 
Um, and he does the same thing in the second one. He's like, here I am, crawling, uh, you know, a little turkey, but no, I'm crawling around in a fucking tin can. <laughs> um, I, oh, sorry, what? it's called Nothing Lasts. I had to, I deleted it, so I'm hitting undo. Nothing Lasts Forever. That was the name like a of bond. The, was <laughs> the name of the, right? Was the name of the book. So I'm realizing now there's like this theme going on in the movie where they'll introduce something early in the film and then later on it will come back into use at some point. Like the conversation about the, the shoes off and the, you know, barefoot thing. And that obviously affected more of the movie later on. And then when he takes the lighter from, uh-huh. uh, from that first guy that he kills and sticks it in his pocket, and then he's up in the mine or the mine shaft in the uh, ventilation shaft. <laughs> and he, uh, flicks that on. That stuff for me makes a movie like a thousand percent more interesting Yeah, to be like, Oh, that's why they did that earlier. And now yeah. it keeps me interested as to what's going to happen, you know, further down the line. So I thought that was fun. Um, we were talking about our favorite lines in the film and I did want to play my favorite line in the movie, uh, which is here. You are done. No more table. Where are you going? Pal? Oh yeah. You are done. No more table. Where are you going, pal? Uh, greatest greatest line in any film that's ever been written um by the way when this plays on like normal tv when he says yippee ki motherfucker in the uh, they they dub over it and it says yippee ki melon farmer (laughs) (laughs) that's beautiful that's everything i need (laughs) i should have left it (laughs) which i think is great like another american who saw too many movies as a child i was like oh this is hitting close to home Bankrupt mm-hmm. culture who thinks he's John Wayne, Rambo, Marshall Dillon. I was always kind of partial to Roy Rogers, actually. I really like those sequined shirts. Do you really think you have a chance against us, Mr. Cowboy? Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. <laughs> and that, that line is obviously used in every Die Hard now. Sure, yeah. sure. But I really want to just watch it when it's on TV so I can hear you BK melon farmer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I wonder how many takes they took, like whether or not like that was the first idea and they were like, this works. We'll just use this well, one, you know? Um, the director and, and Bruce Willis argued because the director said that it was Yippie Taye and, and Bruce Willis is like, no, it's not. So they actually made him say it twice and everybody's like, dude, it's Yippie Taye. It's not Yippie Taye. So Huh. Yeah, we could have we could have had it be yippee tie and that would have been stupid. So. Yippee tie melon farmer. Yeah, that, yeah that, that doesn't work nearly as well. That's the Canadian version. Yeah. <laughs> just change the whole thing. <laughs> it's and then that movie is just like it's called Slight Injury. It's just not even. Oh, it's not oh. Die Hard. It's, <laughs> I'm so glad you've mentioned that. I'm sorry, was I, I, but I just want to get this out. So the Hungarian title is <laughs> "Give Your Give Give Your Life Expensive." Obviously, there's like a translation <laughs> thing here. Just a little bit, yeah. The and, and the sequel's called "Your Life Is More Expensive." Yeah. <laughs> the third one, the, the third one's called "Your Life Is Always Expensive." And yeah, then they're starting to get that Bond vibe to them. Yeah. yeah. Um, in Spain, the title is translated to Crystal Jungle. Like, you know, like the building was I like guess, a crystal yeah. jungle. Um, in French, uh, let's see. It was Page de Crystal, so it's kind of the same thing. Poland, it became The Glass Trap. Um, <laughs> I don't mind that, that though. Yeah. That's actually pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, oh, and then the original title is an English idiom. It's hard to translate correctly, so it, it, mo- in most countries it would sound like it's hard to kill him or he dies slowly. (laughs) 
that sounds like a Charles Bronson <laughs> film. Yeah. Every every one of those seems like they've been made in the eighties somewhere. Well, Hard to Kill was a Steven Seagal movie. Yeah. So uh, I also wanted to play this clip. This would have been my backup favorite clip if someone else had picked the uh, There's No More Table line. Uh, and this one stuck out to me. Like, again, I don't watch this movie often, but there was a, a spot in my brain that was occupied by this part in the movie. <laughs> oh my God, the quarterback is toast. Just the way this guy <laughs> says that, he's so, like, he's just so happy to see them, ex- you know, the, the truck thing explode. Uh, out front and I, I was just super happy with that uh that guy is theo in the movie the like the, the, the hacker. hacker slash yeah real yeah. drill expert guy uh who was also in walker texas ranger yes and that's that's i okay yeah because for the longest time like he was in something else <laughs> doing uh, yep to walker got it yeah clarence gilliard yep that's what I was just, yeah, and I mean, honestly, does he even have like points with black people after being on Walker, Texas Ranger? I don't know. Like, I think he lost his black card. I'm just saying. I don't he's know. Probably got a, he's probably got a couple points. I mean, maybe he's hmm. definitely below like Justin Timberlake now. <laughs> You're not wrong. All right. Uh, send, send all emails to Mandy. Oh, whatever. Care of Mandy. <laughs> whatever all right um let's see oh uh do you have anything about any other cameos that are in no i looked i didn't other than um oh i did want to mention uh uh paul gleason rips Mm -hmm. to him he died of lung cancer in 06 yeah um that was the the assistant deputy director or chief or whatever deputy police chief Dwayne t robinson yeah yes and um you know got a pound the chest, kiss the fingers up to the sky. Alan Rickman, he died yeah. in 2016 of pancreatic cancer. Yes. Um, and then we knew um, Alexander Gudinoff died in 95 of just the fact that he was, had major substance abuse issues. Or just because he time. was in the money pit and there was, yeah. there was, well, he no, was nothing he could do about it. No, remember he, what did, what did I say? I called him a ballerino because yeah. he, he, he was a male he was dancer. A male, baller, male ballerina. Yeah. A ballerino. <laughs> know what else to call him uh, also <laughs> the guy who caught my eye in this when they were trying to shut the power down the guy in the sewer like in the power station down below rick Ducommon. yes, yes. Uh, he has been in a couple of movies that we have done so far as well uh, i know his big movie is like the burbs which we mm-hmm. have not done we will next thanksgiving probably. probably yeah yep because the burbs is awesome and it's tom hanks's best movie fighting <laughs> on that Sure, sure. <laughs> we'll definitely have, yeah, we'll have to catch that next time around. Just uh, be yeah. careful because there, a lot of these we thought were Tom, Tom Hanks' best movies and we, we watched them and we're like, oh, crap. Yeah. <laughs> Not good. Uh, but yeah, he was in uh, Groundhog Day, right back to our mm-hmm. roots. Uh, he was in Groundhog Day. He was one of the townies in Groundhog Day, the guys that kept getting <laughs> drunk at the bar and having to uh, redo life over again. But uh, yeah, so that's, oh, we can listen to him here. Yeah, Central? Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is Walt uh, down at Nakatomi. Uh, down say, at Nakatomi. Uh, would it be possible yeah. for you to turn off uh, Grid 212? Are you crazy? Maybe I should call the mayor. Hey, no shit, it's my ass. I got a big problem down here. Shut it down. Shut it down now. Ooh. Big threats. The guy I do home. love when he's like, when he calls and the, the, when Bruce Willis calls the operator and he's <laughs> like, of course it's an emergency when you sound like I'm ordering a fucking pizza. Like, yeah. I love that kind of stuff. It makes me laugh. I have this clip labeled as the distress call no one cares about. 
Right. <laughs> mayday, mayday. Anyone copying Channel 9? Terrorists have seized the Nakatomi building and are holding at least 30 people hostage. I repeat, unknown number of terrorists. Six or more armed with automatic weapons at Nakatomi Plaza, Century City. Somebody answer me, goddammit. Like, he even needed to ask go, this. Go. It's the same address as that fire signal. Like, oh, the basement down in the parking structure. That's Attention the best place to are. transmit. This channel is reserved for emergency calls only. No fucking shit, lady. Do I sound like I'm ordering a pizza? There it is. No, so good. With me. There it is. Yeah. I, I just love how when he, like even when um when Paul Gleason is like, you know, telling him, you know, you are you should need to leave this and he's like, Who the fuck is this guy? Like he just has like no sense of authority for him. But he is, you know, about to die and escapes death multiple times. I would be the probably the same way. True. Uh, I like how uh one of the terrorists here the uh it's the long-haired dude's brother, the one that dies first. Yeah. Uh, clearly, right. he's not from this country because he says a line like this. Drop the dickhead. It's the police. You won't hurt me. Yeah? Why not? Because you're a policeman. I'm white. There are rules for policemen. <laughs> he thinks policemen have rules. <laughs> oh, 88 man. was so naive. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Well, he was he was a white guy, so he didn't have to worry too much. True, seriously. And there's oh. a there's one other non-white guy in their crew who played uh, Genghis Khan and Bill and Ted. Yes, he's the guy with the candy bar. Yes, so he's setting up, and he just he just keeps pulling candy out. I'm just like. This guy's the coolest. Yeah. Well, and how random was it? He was like the one like long-haired Asian guy. I yeah. don't even know. It's like they get all these big, tall, like 6'2 German guys that are blonde <laughs> hair, long blonde hair, and they're just massive. And then they've got, you know, Theo and, you know, Genghis Khan. That's yeah. it. <laughs> I wonder if they intended on having like a big martial arts uh, sort of scene like a big fight up on the top of the tower or something, and they just scrapped the whole idea. They were like, Bruce Willis, was like, I can't do it. It's too he on the like, nose, kicking yeah. my ass. I can't do it. <laughs> it's funny you say that because Bruce so Willis's naughty. schedule was so hectic between Moonlighting and this movie, and he was so it was so physically taxing because he did so much of it on his own. Imagine having to go back and forth between Moonlighting oh. and this. Like <laughs> seriously, you gotta, like, like really, oh. really focus your vibe when you come back into the. <laughs> Yeah. He was probably just happy he got to wear fucking shoes. Yeah. He's like, yes, I get to wear shoes in this scene. But um, they ended up actually rewriting a lot to focus on a lot of the other characters. Um, just in the, And they did a lot of other scenes with um, the terrorists and then more with Reginald Van, Val Johnson just yeah. because of that fact. Um, and then also we haven't heard from Holly yet. And I... I do think that she did a really good job. She doesn't do much, but a lot of it's like facial expressions. Yeah, I was gonna uh, say you may have to just talk about how good Holly did because I don't know if I even have a clip from. Oh, from that's Holly. okay. <laughs> Bonnie Bel- Bedelia. You know is what's her crazy name? about her? Do you know anything about this lady? No. She no. is Macaulay Culkin's aunt. Her brother, in real life. Yeah, like her sister or, bro- or her brother is uh, Macaulay Culkin's uh, dad. And I the, had no the idea. Rest, the rest of the Culkin crew, yeah. Interesting. I, no, she I had a, not she know had a weird name, so I just looked her up and was like, what the heck? And then realized her siblings are Kit, Candace, and Terry Culkin. And then I clicked on them and found out that they are the, uh, a couple of them are the parents of, of, uh, oh, of the Culkin kids. So it's wrapped up in Christmas vibes all over the place. It really yes, is. So. Wow. That's a beautiful little bow. <laughs> 
All right. Um, also, because of this movie, um, <clears throat> excuse me, Bruce Willis is, only has uh, like two thirds of his hearing in one of his ears because a blank was shot too close to him. Wow. Um, yeah. So he said he has he suffers oh two thirds partial hearing loss in his left ear. Ever mm-hmm. since this movie. Coincidentally, so, yeah. I have most of my hearing gone in my left ear as well. But oh I didn't have a, I didn't have a blank shot off by me. <laughs> I just kind of happened one day. So oh, okay, all right. Uh, <laughs> a similar thing happened to my grandfather. He had a, a firecracker like bounce off his shoulder. Someone threw it at him, and it went up like bounced off and exploded in the air next to him. And apparently that fucked up his hearing. Same. My stepdad's dad, um, he was driving a truck and some kids threw a, a firecracker and it landed in right behind his head. And he what like, he was completely deaf in both oh, ears. Wow. That's and ended rough, up, man. yeah, he ended up going a little cuckoo. But, yeah. I think yeah. I would have turned around and, and talked to some children. <laughs> Actually, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that happened. And I'm and I I'm pretty sure he was taken away in a police car. So oh, okay. Not quite sure exactly. Like it, his, it, quite possible. It could have been uh you know trespassing or it could have been murder. No sure, one talks yeah. about it. So I and just, I'm not sure. The kids were probably telling him to stop, but he he couldn't hear. It's not yeah. it's not his fault. You know, it's well, their fault. Th- it's their yeah. fault. That's true. That's true. <laughs> um. So uh, Alex, what? Uh, so we made you watch this movie, right? Like when mm-hmm. you happened to be lined up with us for the holiday season, and we were trying to do some Christmas fo- uh, films. So we gave you this one. If we were to give you the reins, give you the steering wheel on this, and say pick the movie that shaped your childhood, not not necessarily your favorite movie, but like the movie that you when you look back at your childhood, what movie do you see? 1989's Batman. Okay. Okay. Was that uh, Batman or Batman Returns? Batman. Just the original okay. Tim Burton 1989 Batman. Like Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton, Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Kim Basinger. Yeah. I. It's It's that. No, it's it's definitely that. Looking back how many times I watched that movie as sure. a child. Because um, to me, Michael Keaton still is batman he's yeah. the best yeah. one yeah. Oh, so are you are you upset that robert pattinson is gonna be no batman? i'm actually all i'm all for it i think he does incredible work and you know it'll be nice to not be somebody who's so bulky as batman anymore like sure. i get it in the comic books he's huge and stuff like that but it's like those are comic books it's easy to draw somebody with you know 16 abs and like biceps the size of my head <laughs> it's easy sure but like that's not attainable for a real person even a billion. I hope that he does an amazing job and like blows everybody away because yeah. I know that so many people are pissed and I'm just, I, I do like him. Obviously, Twilight, he looks back on it and he's like, oh, that was so horrible. <laughs> um, but I do like him and so I'm hoping that he that this is like going to be awesome. I This is going to be a Batman movie I'll actually watch. I haven't watched any nice. like superhero movies in a while, so yeah. There's been too many of them, I get it. Yeah, I, I, yeah. If Michael Keaton's not your favorite Batman, I don't think we can be friends. Really, is the the thing I'm getting at. Yeah, no, that's that's a yeah. I agree. I get it was like the the right balance of like whimsy and silly and still yes. sort of a Tim Burton esque film. And then yeah, but but obviously there was you yeah. know bad guys and mm-hmm. Nicholson's times. my favorite actor of all time, bar none. So like what he did with the Joker, I like. Yes, people have their opinions on which Joker's best. Sure. Nicholson's is just probably the most fun, and it feels the most like a character. Yep. He's just being like, all right, this is the guy. And right, and it doesn't seem like a mentally ill person. It seems yeah. like 
like a mischievous sort of villain, you know, yeah. instead of someone who's got some like serious issues. That You're right though. Like the whimsy has been taken out for yeah. sure. Although yeah. every, I mean, I don't know when it started, maybe, the, maybe like when Christian Bale came on, but like all of those with like the, like Batman forever was big when we were in school. Um, and like Batman returns obviously, but it was, it was all so cartoony, you know, it wasn't, yeah, I think they traded sudden, it off for like for nipples on the costumes. I think that's yeah. what they were like. It can either be whimsical or we can we can put uh, nipples, nipples on the, the chest plates. So <laughs> that was that was the big trade off. But yeah, uh, I think we're getting off uh, to the end of this first segment, and we always end this with a bit uh, that we need you to participate in, Alex, if you would. So that's got a theme song, and the theme song for it goes like this: Chop this, chop this, synopsis. All right, this game is called Chop This Synopsis, and what this means is we need from you, Alex, if you could please uh, give us a 10-word or less synopsis of Die Hard. So take the whole movie, the whole two hours and 15 minutes of it, and condense it down as best you can into 10 words or less. You'll have the break to figure it out, so you don't need to rush. So we'll (laughs) we'll come back from the break with it. Um, But in the meantime, we will be right back after these messages. Jamie! I need you to keep the dogs quiet. I'm recording a commercial for the Elemental Podcast. So can you keep them quiet during this recording of my commercial for the Elemental Podcast? I mean, I know the dogs bark a whole lot when we actually record the podcast on Mondays and Thursdays and during the Patreon on Saturdays. But during the commercial, we need the recording to be dog bark free. Can you do that for me, Jamie? Can you keep the dogs quiet during the recording of this commercial for the Elemental Podcast that people can listen to every Monday and Thursday and the Patreon on Saturday? Can you do that for me, Jamie? Thanks, Jamie. Appreciate it. Chop this, chop this, synopsis. And we're back. All right, it is time for the rousing conclusion of Chop This Synopsis. So, Alex, if you could please regale us with your 10-word or less synopsis of Die Hard. All right. Bruce Willis kills terrorists, and Alan Rickman is delightful. Nine. (laughs) That's perfect. He is totally delightful. It's the the only way to describe, like, because you know he's a bad person. Mm -hmm. He's He's not a good guy, and his name is Hans. If we've learned anything, Hans is not like a good guy name. Ever. Right, right. Yeah, he's got for, a lot of things stacked against him. If he yeah, even in Frozen, Prince Hans was the asshole. Exactly. <laughs> but he's just so delightful. It's like, I don't care that he just shot Ellis in the face. Yeah. yeah. Well, I didn't care either. Ellis deserved it. Ellis <laughs> deserved it. He um, really did. did. He probably did didn't feel actually, a thing. He was just, it was all that cocaine. He just... <laughs> Just went right up there. Uh, um, so actually, Alan Rickman was supposed to wear like terrorist gear, like the rest of like they were all supposed to be wearing like you know terrorist gear, whatever, or whatever that means. Yeah, yeah. 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 They're, they're terrorist and, jerseys. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> the away ones. Though, yeah, right. ones. <laughs> yeah, if they were if they were in Germany, they'd wear their home team. <laughs> <laughs> but he was like, no, I feel like this person would be a lot more like carry a lot more authority if he was dressed nicely and and wasn't so you know demanding and he, obviously that was like the perfect thing no, that um, makes sense. i do feel like he comes like this is the first time he's 
he has been in an American film and I, and probably like if you were in the theater watching this you'd be looking at him and hearing him talk and being like what is this guy's deal like is he slow like what is happening on screen right to, now it's tough to place his accent though I mean like yeah. to figure out where the hell he comes from or what that is it's a weird twist on a English sort of yeah yeah you hear the English accent but then uh-huh. you're also just like there's like is that Bavarian? Is there like a hint of Bavarian in it? It's yeah. it's very interesting. Um, but and too, they they heard him talking like faking an American accent, and they're oh, like, I "Oh my gosh!" Clip. Yeah, they're like, "You can actually fake an American accent. We want to put that in the movie." And that's how this came to be. Oh, you should have taken longer. <laughs> there it is. Please, God, no! You're one of them, aren't you? You're one of them. No, no. Don't kill me, please. No, please. Don't kill me. Don't kill me, please. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Relax. Relax. I'm not going to hurt you. I'm not going to hurt you. He does have the frantic whining of an American down pretty good, though. Nailed it. Yeah. What the fuck are you doing up here? What were you looking for? I managed to get out of there. Sounds like Bobcat Goldsweight (laughs) trying to stay calm. Yeah, yeah, we get it. <laughs> Bill Clay. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Yeah. Uh, so I wrote down a couple of things. I know we don't usually do, like take notes and discuss notes during, but I had to write down a few things. Uh, so at one point they show when he's hacking into the whatever fucking mainframe and shutting the building down, um, they take a distinct camera angle and show that they shut down the escalators. Yeah. Which I, I think is always hilarious. Like that's some sort of a method of stopping someone because they just turn to stairs. Into like stairs. It's not going to, that's not yeah. stopping anybody. And I love that they took time to like pan to the escalators and show them stopping. I was like, we got it. <laughs> like, oh no, I guess we have to walk yeah. these now. <laughs> sure. What year is it? <laughs> um, I also, uh, I also wrote, why did he drop that guy on uh, Carl Winslow's car? Like, <laughs> it was welcome to the party, pal. <laughs> He could have done literally. He could have thrown a chair. Like he doesn't have to desecrate the corpse of a, another human being. Thrown a chair out, or just reach his gun out and you know pop off a few rounds. Yeah. I just feel like he at that point he was like so pissed because nobody was doing yeah. anything. Like everyone was turning around, and yeah. I don't know. I guess, yeah. I guess he literally told them there were terrorists in the building and hostages, and they just send a guy to drive around the roundabout. So. A guy that was on his way home buying Twinkies for himself and his pregnant wife. Right. Yeah. right. What? A, just what? Reginald L. Johnson. We don't deserve you. You know, he's <laughs> such a just a good guy. And I, love I almost Carl Carl Winslow. Yeah. So I almost <laughs> pulled several clips of people humming Christmas songs. Yeah. And tried to get you guys. I was gonna have you guys guess who is humming the Christmas <laughs> song because there are so many in here, but we. We'll stick with this one for a second. We get his nice exchange with the clerk at the gas station. You guys just ate donuts. Zing. They're for my wife. Yeah. She's pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Bag it. Big time. Thanks. And then as he walks out the door, in the distance, we see Nakatomi Plaza. Mm-hmm. Which is great. Come on in, over. Investigate a code two at Nakatomi Plaza, Century City. Eight Lincoln Thirty to dispatch. 
I'm on my way. I feel like whatever code that means, it should be a code 10. or so, Like, if terror, potential terrorists taking over a building with hostages is a code 2, I don't, I don't know. So a code 2 actually means that you're supposed to show up. There is, in like, potential violence there, but you don't want to attract attention. So you're supposed to show up without your lights and flashers and all that stuff on because then that'll get their attention. But you just stroll up in there knowing there's potentially something wrong. So... But when he didn't see anything, he left. He's like, all right, time to bring Twinkies home to the old lady. Interesting. Yeah, it's it's just like a wellness check for the building. Pretty much. Everybody good? All right, we're out. Well, and that's, yeah, that's the thing, too, is how the fuck from just driving around that one little circle, are you supposed to be able to see anything? And that's why he goes in, says hi to, you know, the security guard guard. (laughs) that has 50 bucks on that game. I love, dude, that guy had a sweet, like, American accent. Like, he was yeah. really, really killing it there. That was and he kind of looked like Huey Lewis. He did. <laughs> he, did. he did. That's funny. <laughs> uh, we were talking about Argyle earlier, and we never got to play his clip. So here yeah. is a bit of Argyle. Relax. We got everything in this mug, man. Look at this. CD, CB, TV, telephone, full bar, VHS. <laughs> Your friends have to trot. You know, a few mama bears we can hook up with. <laughs> or is he married? He's married. Okay. Yeah, and then we, he gets way too into it. Too much information. Yeah. I realize it's for, uh, you know, explaining composition-wise yeah. for the story, but but Jesus, like, no one wants to hear that from their driver. No, he um, doesn't care. <laughs> so before, I, before we started recording, I saw on Facebook somebody had an advent calendar, and it was a diehard advent calendar, and nice. every day Hans Gruber moves slower down the Nakatomi building like when he's falling <laughs> yeah and I'm like that is so fun um but so and this is actually uh, I think this is common knowledge for the most part but for people that don't know the look on um Alan Rickman's face when he's falling is actual shock because they t- they were dropping him down on a 25 feet down on a big air pillow and they said okay we're gonna drop you on the count of three and then they drop him on the count of one so like the look on his face, like huh. like he thinks like maybe something's wrong, and that so that's like a real wow, um, I did not a real know look that. of shock. Yeah, so it's such a cool shot though at the end. Totally, of the movie. Yeah. I actually love a lot of the cinematography in this movie. Shout out to Jan de Bont, who did the cinematography in this movie. Who Very also good. directed Speed. Oh wow! Yes. So that's why there's all that shit with the elevators. Elevators. <laughs> mm-hmm. I did read that, and I was like. I don't know if anybody's going to care, but apparently they do. Good yeah. job, Alex. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I have watched this movie so many times. I have watched it with John McTiernan's director's commentary before. Okay. Um, I, I'm a sucker for director's commentary. And John McTiernan just seemed like he was a really cool dude. I mean, he made a lot of good movies. He had a good run there for a bit. And he made the speed. Best. <laughs> yeah. That's that's the best though is like oh, when you have a director that you find that you find out is like cool, you know, yeah. and then d- that does a good job. Like when just, you find out, go ahead. Sorry, oh, I just I realized that I haven't seen a director's like commentary cut since I got like Netflix. Like that's sad. Yeah, I think probably the most recent one I watched was like the deleted scenes and director's commentary for like Back to the Future, which I already own. But like right. that is a lost sort of. Uh, media out there, the mm-hmm. the like bonus features that came it's with things. The only reason the Criterion Collection still exists, <laughs> sure, for sure, for sure. I mean, that yeah. makes sense. They take all right, it does, and that is that is kind of a bummer. 
<laughs> yeah. I, I do like to have, though, all that at my fingertips. So you can just, like, rent stuff. Like, I rented this. It, even though we own it, Mark, my husband, was super pissed because I think that his brother borrowed it last year because you know, we watched it for Christmas oh, and then he no. borrowed them. So he, he was like digging through all of our DVDs and then he, you know, it's, that's just what happens. Yeah, for sure. It's true. <sighs> uh, so right. this is our, this, this is our holiday extravaganza nonsense going on, Alex. Uh, what would you say is your favorite uh, Christmas movie? If you had to pick one. So it comes down to die hard. Okay. And it's a wonderful life. Couldn't oh, be complete yes. opposites of movies. Sure. <laughs> Matt, Matt, have you ever seen It's a Wonderful Life? It's been so... I mean, I, I know the gist of it, and I, I get what happens in it, but it has been so long since I've seen it. It that makes it, my it, heart feel warm and sure. like, feel like good and happy for you know an hour and 40 minutes, and then I'm just like, oh, that was just a movie. <laughs> do you watch it every Christmas? Is I it something do. that you I usually watch it either the twenty third or twenty fourth every year. Okay. Do you run down your main street after you watch it and go, Merry Christmas, you wonderful old savings and loan and all that stuff? No, I I go back to sitting I on my that. couch and like I kinda I still kinda hate everyone. But uh <laughs> for sure. At least, you know, in that movie I'm like, Yeah, those people aren't that bad. Mr. Potter's not that bad. <laughs> Mr. Potter, look at that. Mr. Potter. All comes back around. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Mr. Potter. Oh, Mr. Potter. Uh, Mandy, what's your favorite uh, Christmas movie? Oh, one is it um, one we've already done before? No, probably White Christmas. Yeah, yeah, that's a good um, one for me. But, but I do. I I have already watched Christmas Vacation twice. Yeah. Once I was drunk on my birthday and wrapped all my daughter's Christmas presents, which was like two weeks ago. Um, and then nice. once with my husband again this weekend. So Christmas vacation is, yeah, it's hard. Cause like you said, they're like two different kinds, like white Christmas. I mm-hmm. can't be interrupted. I need to be able to sit and watch you're it. Gross. Yeah. Sure. Yes. Um, well, and yeah. I got to say, I got yeah. to say, <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. When we do white Christmas, it's going to be oh. bad. <laughs> we got to pick somebody. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, we've done, we did trapped in paradise. That's one mm-hmm. of my favorite of all time holiday films. Uh, if nothing more than than just Dana Carvey's uh, love for his holiday, oh, no! for his festive for his festive sweater, and yeah, I love it. Um, yeah, I don't know what it is. Like this movie, uh, like Die Hard, obviously doesn't really get those like sentimental Christmas vibes going. But I just I don't know if there are those movies for me. I like White Christmas, but I also like White Christmas any time of the year. It, it has nothing to do with you know, Crazy being a season. holiday film for me, yeah. it's just a good movie that I like to watch sometimes. So I don't really think I attach those thoughts to like the holiday itself for me. I don't know what it is. It's just, it's, it's time to watch um, it when it's time to watch it, you know, for any of our listeners that are looking for a new, like easy accessible holiday movie to watch. We just watched Noel with Anna Kendrick and my husband picked it out and I was like, Oh, this is just going to be like a Hallmark romantic comedy. No, it's, fucking good it's funny there's hardly any romance it's very whimsical like totally watch it with your kids um i loved it i thought it it like lady elf yes it is very much yes like she she has to come from the north pole looking for her brother who's supposed to be santa and um and she is i I can't remember where she oh she's in arizona she's in phoenix so she comes from the north pole and now she's stuck in phoenix and she's trying to like get santa to come back and he's teaching yoga (laughs) 
it's it's good. So nice. just yeah, look for that. Is that on Disney Plus? No, it's on Netflix. Is it on Netflix? Okay, cool. Yeah. So, all right, we should probably get to some games. I don't want to run out of time. Probably should. Yeah, let's go ahead. You want to do some box office? Up. I do see that Alex froze. Can we can still hear you? Am I frozen? Yeah, but we can still hear you. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's very weird. Well, we'll just have to. Just look really stoned in your picture. (laughs) (laughs) Great. It doesn't really matter. This the video of this will come out until. Yeah, it'll come out in July. It'll come, it'll yeah, come out, it's not going to come out until next, next Christmas. So no the baby. audio will come out next week, but the video is uh, TBD. <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> cool. Let's get I'm here for it. Let's, another, let's play some games. Let's get some games rolling, and we will start with. Where is it at? There we go. Box office theme song. <laughs> all right. It's the box office theme song for the box office game. Yo, yo. All right. Alex. Um, how much do you think it costs yes. to make the? How much do you think it costs to make this movie in 1988? What do you think the budget was? Ooh, in 1988 budget, I would say probably 30 million dollars. Okay, Matt. Uh, I'm gonna. I would think this movie would be a fairly large budget film, but because it was late 80s, I'm gonna stick around the 40ish, like okay. the 30 to 40ish million. Yeah. Yeah, it was $28 million. Oh, nice. Oh, there, you're there back. You hey. see you. Um, okay. Yeah. All right, Alex. How much do you think this movie has made worldwide gross? Just this movie, not the franchise. Up until today, roughly. Yeah, totally. Like, oh, up until today. Oh, man. Because <laughs> the franchise has got to be worth a billion dollars now, I would hope. <laughs> but I would say this movie in particular probably... $250 million. Okay, Matt? I'll go... God, it's such a thing. Everybody has seen this movie. It's got to be up there, but I'll say like 150 It was 141 Okay. Yeah. All right, we both overbid. Yeah. 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 Sorry, Hans, wrong guess. <laughs> right. Saving that were you. Yeah. You dork. Oh, he's like, I got it. I got it. I got it. <laughs> All right. Um, now, do we want to do ages? Let's do it. God, these are all so jumbled up in here. Hold on. Wait for it. Where is it at? Uh, somebody talk. Okay. Um, okay. Did you oh. know that they? Ha- I have one more fun fact. Um, okay. He they went. They had seventeen of his like white. I and that, just for lack of a better term, white feeders. They had seventeen of those in different like di- like. Shades of disarray, I guess you would say. Oh, nice. Go throughout the movie, <laughs> like de- like degradation or whatever you would say. The different bloods and things. Bloody, dirty, dirty and bloody. You know. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh, we can't. That one's too white. That one had. You know, this one had like this yeah. scene on it. Yeah, yeah. Imagine being a continuity guy, like the the script director or whatever. When you're dealing with that sort of shit, you got to be like, uh, no, the the stain was a little more to the center. If we're gonna continue with that one, we gotta use the other shirt like that would also that looks um, less when, like sweat and more like grease yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so it also to bruce willis obviously it, it's it is obvious in some of the shots he was wearing like rubber feet that were made to look like regular feet when he was running over the oh, glass i did not notice and oh. there was a sound that used to be in the movie um when he would pull the glass out that when they were when they were editing it they're like we have this was like it was too grotesque they're like people can't handle this 
And Bruce Willis to this day, he said that if he watches that scene, he feels like he's going to throw up. So, wow. yeah. All right. I found our theme song. Okay, good. Let's play guess the age. That's All it. that searching. Yep. And that was guess the whole that. thing. Yep. All <laughs> right. It's time to play guess the age, man. You take it away. <laughs> All right. We'll just start from the top of the billing. Tower. Uh, yeah, the top of the, the tower. Top of Nakatomi. <laughs> top of Nakatomi! <laughs> Alex, um, how old do you think Bruce Willis was when he was in this movie? Uh, I gotta say like 32. Okay, Matt? I'm gonna give him like 36. He was 33. Okay. Big winner. Alex, All right. Alex gets that one. Alex, how old do you think Bonnie Bedelia, who played Holly, it was when she made this movie? And just for reference, that's Macaulay Culkin's aunt. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm going to say if Bruce Willis was 33, I'm going to guess she was 34. Okay, Matt. I don't know, she has the weird vibe of being like an 80s big haired mom look, uh-huh. which makes her seem automatically older than she yeah. is, I think. Because to she me, she is looks like, like a walking glamour shot. That's what she looks like. <laughs> At all times. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. She looks like she's like 42 is what I'll say. 40. She was okay. 40. Which wow. Kudos to you. Yeah, I know. And like the, to the, the fact that she played like a lead female role. I yeah. don't know. Good for her. Well, that was right, my other you're... thought. I was like, it's the 80s. I don't think they were giving roles to anybody over the age of 35. Then. Right. Yeah. Well, there were three playmates in this movie. One was the centerfold. One was the the chick that he like eyeballs in the airport, and then the and other Reginald one was Bell the Johnson. Well, <laughs> <laughs> and one was the one with their tits hanging out, like they yeah. catch her having yeah, sex just, or whatever. Yeah, there's just boobs in the movie for some reason. So I was yeah, watching. Yeah. I was watching this movie kind of off to the side, not really paying attention to it. Right, the first time through, and I absolutely missed that scene. And then when I went back through to pull the clips, I watched it more closely to get, you know, clips and stuff. And I caught that and I was like, oh my God, I almost had no clue uh, that this was even in the movie. I did not know there were tits in this film at all. Like a half second. Yeah. Oh, boops. Something for everyone, you know? It's Christmas, it's tits, it's (laughs) explosions, it's Alan Rickman, you know? That should have been your 10 words. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it. Christmas, tits, Alan Rickman. Alan (laughs) Rickman. What do you need? Oh shit! Okay. Oh, um. So how old? Uh, sorry, Hans. Wrong guess. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Go ahead. All right. Um. Our your favorite, uh, Reginald Van Val Johnson. How old do you think he was, Alex? <laughs> I'm gonna say 44. Okay. He has always been like 38 to me, forever. Any any time I've ever seen him, he was on Family Matters. He was 38. He was he's, everything. He has looked the same now yeah. forever. So he's he was 36. Okay. All right, yeah. so we both overbid. Yeah, but... And then, um... Sorry. <laughs> oh, you have got to stop that, for real. <laughs> it's too much fun, though. It, no, it's so horrible. <laughs> um, <laughs> All right, Alan Rickman, how old do you think he was, Alex? All right, so... When did he die, 2016? Uh-huh. I'm trying to just think back then. So this was his, you said this was his first, first uh, American film project? Yeah, he was, was big in like British theater and okay. British movies. I'm going to say he was... <laughs> I'm going to say he was 35. Okay, Matt? 
Uh, so uh, sometimes I put a lot of, I vest a lot into my answers for these. Like, I feel like, you know, I try to really sort of pick it out. And some people we have on here are just like, fuck, I don't know, 22 or what, you know, like whatever. It's fun for me when someone else is like really trying. Yeah. So Matt, Matt takes so long. He, I'm just like, give me a fucking number. Yeah, and me, I almost, I almost said that to wanna, you, Alex. I want to think about it. Let yeah. me think about it. But Matt usually does it with the budget. He's like, well, they had this and they had yeah. this. And I'm like, oh my for God, sure. just fucking say a number. We don't have all the time in the world. Uh, all right, Matt, how old was Alex? 27. <laughs> <laughs> okay this was surprising to me he was 42 in this movie okay yeah which that's uh, that's crazy that means when he was in harry potter he was old yeah because yeah. i knew he he's because that was his first american film i knew he started like late but i didn't realize it was in his into his 40s already and then just to save time i won't ask but i'll tell you guys that william atherton was 41 okay yeah. um and uh, Devereaux White, who played Argyle, was 23. Nice. Oh, wow. He's so only 23. Look at yeah. that. Good for him. Yeah. I know. I, wonder, I mean, I don't know what else he, he got into after that. Probably but. nothing else. Yeah. But he know. had a cool name, Devereaux. So yeah. cool I know. <laughs> Which reminds me of Adventures in Babysitting. I don't know if any of them. Uh, I any, was in love here with comes Devereaux. Sue. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to, to this day. People are like, yeah. Ugh. I love her too, and um, also Adventures of Babysitting was one of my like biggest huge movies. movies. Yeah. Uh, speaking of childhood, uh, and we are in the holiday season. This is Christmas ish time. We're getting there. Uh, do you guys have a standout ho- uh, Christmas gift that you were given as a child that you were like, either I can't believe I got this, or whatever, just something that stands out? Honestly, no. Like <laughs> I, I never had like. I never had bad years, but it was sure. just like, I think the coolest thing I ever got was like a bike when I was 14 and I yeah. had it for like eight months. And then one of my brother's friends took it. He got hit while he was riding it. Ugh. So my bike was totaled and they're like, well, I got hit by a car. So I, I don't yeah. know what to tell you. Right. So, uh. so I, I, I lost a bike. So I was just like, I never got to really experience this. <laughs> Yeah, those first few uh, months were probably too cold to ride it even. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. That well, that's the thing too, in like where we live, you can't like you know, you wouldn't buy a trampoline. You right. know what I mean? For your kids or anything like that. For Christmas, yeah. Um, I got rats when I was like eleven. Like eleven or twelve. <laughs> I got I worms. Got, <laughs> I got worms. <laughs> that's the name of our store. Uh, no. <laughs> I got rats is a great store. That's also a good store. Yeah, right. <laughs> Excuse me, sorry. I got two. Oh, you rats got a little choked and, up about. It. Yeah, right. It, it has nothing to do with the beer injury. Yeah. The brain. Hey, look at that. Yeah, and that was like uh, unbelievable to me because my parents, my mom and my stepdad were such. They were kind of lame, especially when it came to gift giving. And when they brought that like aquarium thing out, and I had two rats, I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is like the coolest thing ever." What about you, Matt? Um, for me, it was like. Uh, I don't know. I remember the year we got our Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Like that was a huge deal. Um, I remember uh, like I would get like big sets of like connects and those were like uh-huh. super cool yeah. for me. I was like, hell yeah. Now I can build even more ridiculous nonsense and then take it apart and put it in a drawer and never look at it again. Right. You know? um, stuff like that. I, re- you know, it was, I like- remember our Nintendo too. That was a big deal. And, and like you have a sibling. So it's like, <laughs> 
this is like your combined sure. Christmas yeah, that, gift. And that was the thing. I have two brothers and we're all fairly close in age. So generally that's how gifts work. Like if it was something mm-hmm. big, it was for all three of yeah, us. Yeah, like the and family. Some gift. years it would be like, even if let's say I didn't want something <laughs> particularly, but if I was getting outvoted two to one, you lose. You just yep. it's tough shit. You know, it's like, well, these two want this. I hope I hope you can learn to like yeah, it. Yeah, too. Like you, you have a one third steak and a George Foreman grill or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, cool. Thanks. Cool. Great. <laughs> Guess I'm doing all the dishes now. Cool. Yeah. Right. right. <laughs> But yeah, for me, it was always, yeah, it was always something that like, it was just something I just wouldn't have expected to get more of or whatever. Like when we would get more of a certain thing or, or, um, I remember like one of the gifts I got that was like a big deal for me was a a CD. I got, uh, when CDs were a thing and I got my very own like CD player, you know, like my first personal CD player, uh, my brother bought me a copy of bare naked ladies live album for, uh, Christmas or something. One of those things. And uh, like that was a huge deal for me because that like changed and shaped the way I listen to music and the mis- uh, music that I enjoy. So, nice. you know, there is some yeah. sentimental parts of my brain up there somewhere, I guess, but most of it's <laughs> clouded by, you know, shitty movies and sound clips. So, um, all right. What are we on to next? Do we want to do now, the last uh, game? Yeah. Last game. We're probably right. running out of time. Here we go. Ooh, that sound. Did you hear that sound? all right this is did you hear that sound the sound matt just played you uh and of course we're going to give plugs to all of the people who supplied our uh theme songs in the comments or in the uh description of this episode so if you're interested to know who provided all of these theme songs you can check it out there uh, we're tired of wasting so much time on air discussing the people who mm. were gracious enough to provide Even us. Even though we time. love you guys so yes, much. we do. But <laughs> it's got to be tiresome listening to us talk about the same people, you know, every time. So anyhow, here we go. Uh, so what this game is, is I will take a sound from this movie and I'm going to play it for you, Alex, and you'll get first at bats at it. you got to tell me what's happening on screen while this sound is happening. All if right. you don't get it, it's going to go to Mandy, who has never heard these sounds. And if Mandy doesn't get it, it goes to the listening audience and they will send us a message and let us know uh, what was happening on screen. So that's the gist. And the sounds are going to go like this. First one. Here we go. It's a long one. Yeah. For a second, I was like, what the fuck is the sound in this? And right. I know what you're doing. If you need it again, let me know. Is that when... I feel like that's when John McClane goes down the elevator shaft and goes into the ventilation. Close, kind of, but I don't think I'm going to give that to you. All right, then, Mandy, just tag team in. Just finish yeah. wherever I left off. It's where Alexander Gudinoff is like pushing his gun into the vent to see if he can like find out where he is. Yeah, yeah. you were close. You were, you're not quite there yet. Yeah, he's poking the vent. to It goes pop, pop when it comes back down, you know? Yeah. So that's that one. So close enough. Nice tag team. We'll give it to both of you. Uh, even though you guys don't get to enjoy it individually, you can share that together. Just like your, just <laughs> yes. like your Christmas your as Christmas a child. Gift. Yes. 
We get it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next one. We got three of these. Uh, next one is going to be here. <laughs> get ready for this one. In fact, I think I'll turn it down a little bit. so stupid if you so listening to this sound i know it might be different because you guys are hearing it over the hellscape that is zoom or whatever Mm -hmm. but like for me hearing it in person here there is so much shit going on that whoever created the sound had to to do to make it it is very strange but i'll play it one more time for you all right alex what's happening on screen during that sound uh, I didn't realize that there was a weed whacker in this fucking movie. Right, right. Um, I'm going to guess they're breaking into the vault. Again, kind of, but not not quite what I'm looking for. Yeah. Mandy, do you have a better idea of okay. what's going on? It's it's one of two things. It's either, again, Alexander Goodenough, who is <laughs> slicing through the pipes as his brother's trying to clip through the phone lines. Yeah, I'll stop you there. That's what it is. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, just randomly had a chainsaw for no reason and decided and his, to... And why was his brother like, no, you can't cut these until yeah. I clip all these lines? Like, what the fuck does it matter? Right. Like, yeah, he had a, t- a strict timeline he's got to stick to, yeah. I guess. And I what know. a shitty brother. And then he's mad his brother said, okay, well, you were just like super shitty to him five <laughs> minutes ago, but whatever. Yeah, but now you're the best brother in the world. Fuck you. Yeah. What an asshole. <laughs> He was tired of sharing his Christmas presents. <laughs> right, like, right. Fuck you. Oh. <laughs> All right, we got one more. One more sound. Here we go. Very quick one. It's, Jesus. Uh, nope. It's when Hans Gruber drops being Bill Clay and goes to shoot McClane. He's like, oh, no bullets. Yeah, that is exactly right. <laughs> awesome. I would not have gotten that, so it's, good for you. Hans tries to shoot John in the face is what it's labeled as. <laughs> Uh, and I'll, I'm just just for the people listening. I'll give it to you one more time since it was so quick. That's it. So nice job, that man. Awesome. That, was a, that was a quick one. This this was a hell of a movie to pull. Yes. What's that sound? Because everything has music or mm-hmm. like like anything behind it, like tons of shooting and just or yelling dialogue. in German. Yeah. Yeah. Yelling in German. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, um, so I do have the clip of Hans saying yippee so I want to play that as well. We haven't got to that yet. Uh, it's just, it says more terrible laughing, and Hans says yippee yippee motherfucker. <laughs> just for, listen to how long this goes. Yeah, but he's doing it on purpose. I know, but like, <laughs> it's still going. <laughs> Still going. <laughs> this was absolute trash to listen to to pull this clip. There we go. It was all. It's like 15 seconds of just like shitty, awkward laughing back and forth. But and then I do feel like he says Hallie instead of Holly. <laughs> yeah. Like he yeah. says his wife's name wrong. I, I noticed that too. <laughs> Maybe he didn't want to tip him off. You know. Maybe he didn't, <laughs> didn't want him to know she should move. Hallie yeah. Barry, look yeah. over there. Right? It's cat. It's Catwoman over there. <laughs> Also, the way he says motherfucker is hilarious. Yeah. Motherfucker. He's like, yeah, <laughs> so you don't know forced. what you're saying, do you? You don't know what you're saying. <laughs> you don't You've know never said this before. <laughs> very good. Very good. All right. I mean, that's pretty much yeah. it. Is there anything, Alex, that you wished we had talked about that we did not mention? Um, so 
probably not. The ending's great. Like after Hans drops, and then it's like you know Holly and John walking out. And then, you get the jump scare from. Oh, oh, that was stupid. Did you like that? I <laughs> I, I didn't like it's it. It's one of those things I like because then you get to see Reginald Val Johnson shoot that motherfucker in the face. Yes, yes. yes. that's what makes it worth it because he's like. And it- I can't pull yes. a gun anymore because, you know, I shot that kid, which was like, that's on brand for the police department. For Got sure. It. Yep. Um, and then he just like, ah, oh, it's great. Love it. Yeah. You know what? I, okay. I changed my mind. I do like it now. I like that he had the ability, like the chance to like do that and save the day. Yeah. He had to resolve but- his issues and, and save the day. Yeah. I mean, how in the fuck? He's got like that chain wrapped around his neck. He's like hanging by his neck. And then all of a sudden, he's Which that just, was like, a great scene. Like that was a yes. great death yeah. for me. I was like, hell yeah. Get rid of this dude. And then he's alive. And <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah come on. <laughs> and he, not only is he alive, but no one noticed this gigantic like blonde man that's covered in blood. <laughs> like, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, and it, no one was like, oh, he could have been one of the hostages. or <laughs> Like with a gun he, maybe he made it downstairs and found a gun i don't know <laughs> but uh yeah so i mean that's pretty much it so usually how we end this uh would you watch the movie again and i'm pretty sure we all know the answer but would you watch this again yeah i'll probably watch it in about 13 months so okay so, <laughs> and mandy would you watch this movie again same yeah i'll watch it again i might I, even watch it again this christmas if we ever get our dvd back you know what <laughs> I, I I wouldn't put it past me either. I'll yeah. be honest. Yeah. I mean, I, for me, this probably filled my quota for a while. I don't. I might. I might start working on the next uh, on the sequels at this point. Yeah. I haven't seen those in so long, and uh, yeah, it's probably worth the watch. So just don't watch the most recent one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, here they sort of fall off toward toward the end of the series, but oh, they do. They kind of all do, really. <laughs> when you've got a franchise that far out, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, so that is, uh, yeah, that's that. And then now we just skip on over to plugs or anything you want to point people toward any social media stuff, anything going on. Uh, you can follow me on the Twitter machines at probs McGobs. That's P R O B S M C G O B S. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram at Alex, the rock Plotkowski. <laughs> And uh, that's about it there. Uh, not really doing anything because lockdown two electric boogaloo is in effect. Yeah. <laughs> Just sitting tight and waiting for this to, I don't know what it's yes. going to do. Just going to work every day. Yeah. Just, that's sure. all I'm doing. <laughs> Mandy, do you have anything going on you want people to point toward? Uh, no, just stay safe. Um, make sure you social, social distance. I know it's hard right now mm-hmm. to be away from people, but. You know, we want this to be over, and unless you fuckers stop visiting each other, it's never going to be over. So stay home and let's get this shit done. For sure, for sure. Uh, for me, uh, just yeah, if you want to reach out to the show, you can email us at another episode podcast at gmail.com. You can let us know what we did right, what we did wrong, and what we should do in the future. Uh, if you want to reach us on Instagram, you can find us there. That's where we're going to post the, the uh, posters to all the movies that we do. We change the main character. And we swap them out with the guest's face. So it's pretty exciting. You're going to be on the cover of Die Hard, Alex. Here now. Is- <laughs> oh, it's your dream. <laughs> like, I kind of want to like save it and send it to my mom as a Christmas gift. Like, your, your boy did it. Your boy Just be like, did it. Share this with the rest of the family, though. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> I had to share growing up. You guys can this share is a, this. Yeah, this is your group. 
your group. This is a family. For the family. Gift. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so make sure you sanitize it before you give it to the next person. Exactly. Laminate it, sanitize it, pass it off. So, yeah, find us on Instagram to look at all that. You can see all the previous ones we've done there. It's pretty exciting. Uh, I have just recently started streaming to Twitch. So if you want to do stuff like that, I play video games on Twitch now. I've done it twice, so I'm pretty excited about it. You can find me there at Mattopoly83. It's M-A-T-T-O-P-O-L-Y-8-3 at Twitch TV or whatever the hell it is. I don't know how to pitch it to anyone. Twitch.tv. There it is. Uh, yeah, so go find me there if you want to do that stuff. But otherwise, we always play a clip at the end to get out of this nonsense because what else are we going to do? And it's going to sound like... Shit, where is it at? Where is it at? I need it. It's going to sound like it shit. It is. Oh, God. I need it. We're about, we've got less than a minute left. Ah, fuck it. We'll do this one. Hans. Bobby. Late night. <laughs> right. Good enough. Thank you so much, guys. Awesome. Thanks, Bye. guys. Bye. Merry Christmas. Bye. Bye. Ha <laughs> ha.